0: Hey, Kirk, Kirk. I got some for you. Tell me when we're ready. I'm listening, honey. Please. Can't nobody interview Jennifer like me in these streets. <laughs> Nobody interviewed Jennifer like me in these streets. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that that stuff.
1: (laughs) Baby. Brothers and sisters.
0: My name is Kirk Franklin And I come to give you Good words Let's go Ladies and gentlemen Today I am Interviewing somebody That started me on a journey in my life And for the brief moment That I had with her She deposited so much light and hope and inspiration. She played the infamous Ruby Johnson on the groundbreaking sitcom Blackest. She's an author, activist, voice for the voiceless, and so close to home to me. She talks about mental illness in a way that makes her a hero to so many that do not have a platform. Her new book, Walking in My Joy in the Streets, <laughs> is a brilliant collection of insightful stories told throughout her real-life adventures, and I am so glad that I was the early recipient of this legendary mama character that all of y'all know now, and we're going to get into that in a minute, but before we do, I got to make the opportunity even bigger to say welcome. The Jennifer
1: Lewis. Wow! I don't hey, know I've ever had. I don't know that I've ever had a better introduction, and I'm not playing around. <laughs> oh. That was just beautiful. I almost wow. started crying. Wow. Thank you, Kurt.
0: Well, I think we're going to do some crying today because this is big for me. <laughs> this is big for me. Do you remember
2: any memory, (laughs) do you
0: have any memory of me walking on that set in 1998 when you and I were shooting a TV pilot for ABC?
1: I remember it. I remember where it was filmed. I remember coming into your dressing room and you Mm. being a little nervous, but more Mm. gracious. It was your show, wasn't it? Like the Kirk Franklin show? It
0: was the Kirk Franklin show.
1: Oh, my God. And I was, you know, I was excited. We were so young and, and hopeful and ambitious. And, Jeez. oh, I had known how wonderful you were. And believe it or not, I was a little nervous about you, too. Are you but serious? I also knew you were coming into my territory. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I said, let me teach this, baby. Yes, a thing sir. or too. But yes, here's sir. the thing, Kurt. I didn't have to teach you anything. You have the charisma. You have the it factor. Wow. It is a rare thing wow. to have the kind of charisma that both of us possess. Wow. I have Yes, no, you do. Yes, you do. No, yes, you I have do. no problem saying it out loud. People say, oh, you're so arrogant. No, I'm not. I'm honest.
0: <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you have no idea. When I walked on that set and I knew that she was willing to do it because she was such a big deal. And so for her to play my big sister on this pilot, Jennifer Lewis came on that set, y'all. And I'm telling you, her her energy, her love for everybody, she didn't separate herself even though she was the legend on the set. Uh, <laughs> there were a couple of other actors and actresses that, that were well known. They're part of the and, and it was a big thing. It, it was a big thing. I mean, there was mm-hmm. a lot of money put into that. And when mm-hmm. it didn't get picked up, I'll be honest with you, I crashed. I crashed. Aww. I crashed it's because okay. that was my first time feeling disappointment like that. You know? Mm-hmm, and, uh-huh, and, uh-huh. And, and, I and I bet not, it no. made you grow up, didn't it?
1: Listen, you grew up that day, didn't
0: you? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
1: Because life is going to have a lot of no's. But as long as you're saying yes to yourself. Preach yes to, to me. Preach yes to, to my inner journey. Preach to us. Yes to me because you're going to hear no in life and yes, you're going to hear it more than you want to hear it. Yes ma'am. But it is everybody's responsibility to grow up you know, enjoy your yeses and your noes and know that wow. your noes are gonna give you wisdom.
0: You bring so much nuance mm. to the women you play on screen. From Tina Turner's mama to Ruby Johnson on Blackish to the sleek and savvy Patricia on I Love That <laughs> you. You know, you are a beast.
1: You are a beast. Out of all of them, <laughs> roles. What's your
0: favorite to play? Which one? Which one does it for you, baby?
1: Well, I did a movie in nineteen uh, ninety four called Jackie's Back, and I all I can tell you is that it's become a cult classic, and uh, people just love it. We just celebrated the, I think, the twenty first anniversary of the film, and it's still going strong. But for the other movies, I I would say that. Um, Zelma Bullock and What's Love Got to Do With It and um, Whitney's mother in The Preacher's Wife. Those are two Mm. of my favorites.
0: Yeah, but that Ruby ain't no punk. That Ruby, let me tell you something. Oh, let me tell you something, Ruby. Baby, baby. (laughs) First of all, she's so quick. She quick. She slick. She condescending. She's precious. She... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> baby, I
1: love Ruby, baby. She keeps Black Jesus right by her side.
0: Now, how much of that are you included in in the writing and the development of, of each
1: scene? Oh, honey, I don't ever say what's on the page. They just let me come ah! and say whatever. I want. Ah! Are you they serious? just say, yeah, they say let her go. Just let her go. Damn. Ah!
0: I love it.
1: I oh, love I'm going to be honest now. I'm going to be honest. I'm very respectful of the writer's Uh, dialogue. But yes, there's not a show I've ever done that they don't say, can you give us a little improv, Jennifer, a little, can you put some more of those Jennifer-isms in there? And we want you to, you know, it's Kurt. I don't even know how to tell you how much I enjoy what I do. I'm so alive when I'm on camera and on stage you know, it's, it's what I, I, I know that I was brought here to entertain, to make people laugh. And that's what I do. <laughs>
0: and you do it. And you do but it. But let me tell you
1: something. Let me, be, let me get something straight now. Talk to me. I love to laugh, but I want to make it very clear. I built this big, bold life. There was nothing easy about coming through therapy with my bipolar disorder. It was work. Show business was fun, but the work was work. Wow. And I'm more proud of myself that I stayed in. My therapist held the torch at the end of a very dark tunnel. And I am so grateful for that. So grateful. Miss Jenny, Mm.
0: this power of even having the discussion that has been so taboo and and even the fact that you were willing to even be put in a position of even possible scrutiny from colleagues and from networks and from directors and producers, this conversation of mental illness,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's so nuanced, right? And it has variables that have so many different implications. And you are one of the first Black entertainers in my memory to to uh, be so open and vocal and fluid, and it's helped so many people. What started you on this journey to be a voice for this subject and knowing all of the challenges that can naturally
1: come along with that, even from your own community? Well, I gotta tell you, Kurt. I think that we are all
0: sick as our secrets. Say that. Say that for the people in the back, real quick. Can can you can you say that again?
1: I think that we are all. Sick as our secrets. So I don't have any. I've told it all. Bipolar disorder, sex addiction, molestation, abortions, car accidents. Yeah, I did it. (laughs) I did it. Would I do it again? No. Did I go and take care of myself and get my crazy behind in therapy? Yes, I did. Um, I wrote a show, Kurt. (laughs) just for fun. It was Mm -hmm. called Bipolar, Bath, and Beyond. (laughs) I went on the Oprah Winfrey show. Wow. A young lady from Jet Magazine at the time came to see the show at the Gay and Lesbian Theater in Hollywood, and she came backstage and said her brother had bipolar disorder. And uh, would I be interested in speaking and doing an article in Jet. Well, Kurt, I gotta tell you, everybody's like, Jennifer Lewis came out. Honey, I didn't come out. I was crazy since I got here. Mm. They just gave it a name. They called mm. it bipolar. I was like, bi- I'm bi-coastal, bisexual. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yes, and by bi- wait a minute, Kurt. And by the way, <laughs> no. Um, uh, that's good. I made a lot of jokes, but um, I listened. You have to listen, listen to people. Mm. Keep good friends in your life that will tell you something's wrong. You need friends to tell Mm. you something's wrong. And Mm. that your boyfriend or your girlfriend might be an asshole. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? You need somebody around to tell you that. Yes. Because sometimes we just walk through life and we're not really paying attention. A good friend told me something's wrong, Jenny. I'm like, girl, I'm Jennifer Lewis. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Oh, Uh, yes, there was. Wow. I was depressed for many, 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 many years. Now, let me tell you what got me through. I had a dream, baby, and nothing was going to stop me. I would have been on my deathbed thinking, to oh, tomorrow I'll be a star. See, I wanted to uh, be a star when I was a little girl so my mother would love me. Do you uh, understand? I was the baby yes, of yes. seven. She was 26 years old. How much energy did she have for me if she had wow. six other of my siblings running around? So, see, I was starved for attention, and I got it, didn't I? Mm. I went out in the world and got yes. it. So, yes, I'm very open about bipolar disorder. I got no shame, Pumpkin.
0: I have to be honest with you and tell you that that this conversation is happening at a moment in, in my life, Miss Jenny, where a family member has been diagnosed mm. and I will allow that family member at their time to have that conversation. That's not mine to tell uh of theirs. Mm-hmm. That's that's their story. But mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. but
0: but but when the diagnosis came. Your mind goes back to the history of moments and events, and it all begins to make sense, right? It it mm-hmm, all it all begins mm-hmm. to 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 just kind of uh, it's it's like oh that's what that mm. was
1: oh that's what Kirk that was. Oh. Kirk my sister did that when she came out to visit for the ceremony of the Hollywood Walk of Fame my sister came. In- My thank you, baby. My sister came into my room and she was crying. She said, Jenny, I wish I had known when we were kids that something was wrong. I wish I had known. You can only know when you know, Kurt.
0: I want to ask you some advice. What does a family member do when the family member does not embrace their diagnosis and they don't own it? and allow it to be part of their journey. How do you recommend to someone how they can maneuver with that family member?
1: Well, first of all, you give them my book, the first one, The Mother Black Hollywood. (laughs) I love it. It is my journey through mental illness. See, Kurt, the only thing you can do for anybody, and listen to this baby, The only thing you can do for anybody else is live your best life. Yes. Yes. And they'll see it. They'll see it all they want. You cannot change anyone or anything. They are who they are and it is what it is. When it mm-hmm. comes to mental illness, that person has to be ready. Don't spend your time trying to change them or I tell people reach out about three times and then leave them alone. That ain't yours. That ain't yours. You allow them to be who they are and they will come through or they won't. You ain't no shrink. So don't try to be a therapist. You just be a good father or a good brother or a good cousin or a good husband. Live your life. And after three times of asking them, do they want to go get help? Leave them alone. Leave them alone because they'll kill you. They'll kill you. Now, if they're threatening you or threatening somebody else, then it's time to pull a coattail. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: But there's nothing you can do, Kurt. Be your own kind, loving self. And if they don't see it, there's nothing you can do, baby. There's not a thing you can do with people who are not ready to be helped.
0: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I have always said that God's no's have medicine in them. <laughs> it, come it, 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 yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah, and, yeah. And I want to know, what no did you have in your life that almost took you out?
1: Wow. Well, when I didn't get Saturday Night Live, I was pretty hurt about that. I ran to Central Park and wept. And I mm. do mean wept openly. I was so hurt. I felt I was the funniest person in the world and Saturday Night Live did not hire me. That was a great disappointment. Um, The other one was my scene was cut out of Castaway with Tom Hanks. Wow, Uh, That was a huge disappointment. But I have to tell you, Kurt, (laughs) when I would leave those auditions and they didn't want me I really would say in my mind, honey, it's your loss. Wow. I would have brought the party, baby. You know, it was a gift, Kurt. My talent was a gift. You can't make this up. I wear it. I breathe it. And I share it. That's Mm. the most important part. Who did I help today? Mm. Mm. Who did I help today? But more importantly, did I help myself? Was anything I did on this day self-care?
0: But now, how did you know to tap in before, especially men and women of color, that we had all this language now of self-care and and mental health and and this vocabulary that we can pull from that didn't Mm -hmm. exist 30, 40, 20 years ago? Who taught you that early on, this space of self-care and being able to speak back into yourself the truth that you needed in an industry that is built to make you question your value?
1: They asked me when I got my star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, what do you want to say more than anything? What I want to say more than anything is my work, my best work was done off stage. Mm. Taking care of myself off camera. (laughs) See, show business is easy. Show business is like brushing my teeth. I have a new passion now, Kurt. I am a leader in the resistance. Mm. I am a leader (laughs) in the resistance. I care about the next generation. I Got everything I wanted, baby. I measure my success by how broad the smile is on my face today. Not if I'm laughing at at some cynical joke or at some gossip about somebody else. What made you smile today, Jenny?
0: So, Miss Jenny, when you are doing your own self-care, can you give us maybe about three things that are a constant for you that are part of your process
1: of Miss Jenny's self-care? Well, first of all, you have to take responsibility. Responsibility for all of your choices, the ones you have made, going to make, and making at this very moment. That is the excitement of being human. We have a choice. Where are you going? What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? Why did you do it? But the most important is that you take responsibility for your choice. Mm. We are all the center of our own universe. We got Jupiter and Saturn floating around us, in us somewhere. Yes. Why not be the best you can be if you're made of the same thing as stars are made of? So responsibility is one. Once again, it's self-care. You can't take care of nobody else, so you take care of yourself. Amen. Amen. Leave people alone. Other people's (laughs) happiness ain't none of your
2: business.
1: (laughs) Think about it. How you going to make somebody happy? Wow. You can't make nobody happy. You can't make them change. Here's the third one. Journal. Write your feelings down and feel them. Mm -hmm. You go out in the garden, which I do garden often. I get great pleasure from gardening. But if you snatch that weed, baby, it's going to come back. You got to go down and get the root. So what we do when we journal is we go down to the root of the pain. You can't snatch pain out. Mm. Mm. You got to pull that out. You got to walk it out. Yes. But whatever you do, get it out. With that,
0: we're going to take a quick break. And we're back. You got more in common with me than I even realized. I didn't know your background in singing in the church and
1: the influence
0: of gospel music. You know, now it doesn't surprise me because I know that was the first stage that a lot of people of color, especially a certain generation, Mm -hmm. different time and era, Mm -hmm. the church was it, right? You know, it was the place where you honed your craft. Do you remember your earliest times performing in church as a young girl?
1: I most certainly do. I sang my first solo in church when I was five years old. And, you know, it wasn't a sanctified church. You know, they they didn't shout. And, you know, it, was, it, was, it wasn't Presbyterian, but there wasn't a lot of screaming and howling going on. But yeah, yeah, when yeah, I yeah, got yeah, up yeah. and sang that solo, I was like, wait a minute, what's this?
2: Hey! <laughs>
1: Kirk, when I, I saw the reaction of the congregation, I stood there with my thumb in my mouth and I looked out over the pews, and I thought to myself, oh, so this is life, and I never looked back. How old were you? Five. Five years old. Oh, my goodness.
0: Listen, when I was preparing for this, Mm -hmm. being someone who has spent his life to the best of his ability and mm-hmm. having conversations of, of transparent journeys as, mm-hmm. a, as a, Christian man, my mistakes, mm-hmm. my, my failures, my desires, mm-hmm. my goal for all people to feel the love of God, to be able to
2: mm-hmm.
0: see the love of Jesus in my life and the life of others. And when I came to this point of this topic in your life, is I'm going to be very honest with you. I, I, I had to hold back tears because we are living in a moment, Miss Jenny, where people's faith is so fragile and their idea of God has been so distorted. It's Mm -hmm. been so fragmented. It's been so manipulated, especially within our community, because the Black church was always the nucleus of Mm -hmm. who we were as a community Mm -hmm. and as a race of people. Mm-hmm. And to hear about you as a young girl, and this traumatic, uh, evil, wicked experience that you had with someone that was supposed to be the shepherd, that was supposed mm-hmm. to be the sheep of the people—you know—it it makes me say, "Damn,
2: mm-hmm.
0: damn!" Can can people get a break? Can people see some? Light, because when you are introduced to faith, this sets the trajectory of the lens that you see God through. It's very unfair. I'm not God. I'm not God's PR person. I'm not God's publicist. But man, I—if I, I could—I would have a talk and say, "God, you—you you sure you won't allow this? Because this don't make this don't make the case for you look good." Mm-hmm. But to not put my language on you, uh, and only if you're comfortable, do you mind giving us your perspective, your views, your thoughts and experience on
1: what happened to you as a young girl? Absolutely. Um, I was molested by the pastor of my church. And yes, I saw him as a man of God. So the day he violated me, I lost God because he was a man of God, you see. My mother was in love with him, so I lost my mother. The question I had asked him before he touched me was, Pastor heard? do you think I can be a star? Mm. So he took everything from me that day. God, my mother, my career. With one kiss, with one inappropriate kiss, And he touched my breasts. You see, you don't have to be penetrated for it to be molestation. Mm. Molestation Mm. can come from words, molestation can come from a glance, an improper look. Yes. I have no problem talking about it at all. There are so many people in authoritative positions that should not be there, they worm their way into those. Pulpits and confession booths, and wherever they hold up these men who call themselves men of God, and they are not. So, what to do? What to do? I say to anybody that can hear my voice right now keep your eyes on your children. Amen. Know where they are at all times, know who they are with at all times. And even then, Ask them if they're okay. And even then, ask them if they're okay again. Mm. You see,
2: Mm.
1: I just made a PSA about Roe versus Wade and how it will affect Black women more than most Mm. because of the conditions we live in. And the through line of that PSA is. Tell somebody. Tell somebody, and if they don't listen, tell somebody else. And if they don't listen, tell somebody else. Mm. But don't hold it. Mm. Don't keep no secrets. Mm. Get your cousin and your brother and your sister and go down there and beat the hell out of whoever did it. <laughs> and then call the And then yes. call the police. And then call the police. And Facts. You know, I had a con artist come into my life. Uh was a romance scam. I kept a private eye on that man for five years. Wow. My private eye got enough evidence. Called the FBI. The other woman he went after wore a wire for the FBI, and I just got him eight years in prison. Wow. Kurt, I don't play. I knew that other women would suffer at the hands of this con artist. Now you want to talk about sharing. That was a hard one to tell the world. But I thought about it maybe for five minutes because I said, if I'm in this much pain, having done all the work that I've done, having all the tools I have to mend a broken heart, or to put something straight, or to get back into my adult, if i'm in this much pain what other women must be suffering
0: and so i Ms. said that's Genesis. enough so miss jenny these two situations yeah. as a mm-hmm. child and as a woman and mm-hmm. this misrepresentation of what manhood looks like mm-hmm. at, at both levels how did that shake your faith
1: it shook it pretty hard baby boy shook it pretty hard Uh, I was mad at God for a long time. Understood. After the con artist. I was like, I went down to the beach. I looked up. I said, you send me a con artist?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: What? Yeah. Jenny Lewis, who came from the street, who has lived the spectrum from poor to rich to successful. hmm And I don't like to say rich and successful. I just always want to remind people money doesn't make life easy, makes it easier, but it sure don't make it easy. How did you find your way back to God? How, how did you
0: find your way to a point even, you know, and maybe you're not even there yet, but where are you on the spectrum of how cool y'all are?
1: I have found God. I have found God, oh, in nature. Mm. I found God in nature. I found God in mountain ranges and oceans, rivers, lakes, in the eyes of children. All of the beautiful things that mankind was given, I hold on to that because none of those things can hurt me. That's what I hold on to, Kirk. Do I talk to God? Of course I do. But I just make sure that I take that one step. I don't depend on anything or anybody to come and fix my life. I go inside of myself. I pull that pain out from the root. And that's when I climb the mountain and I stand there and I say these words and I say them out loud. Here am I. Send me, I'll go and I will go. And I have gone. I'm out here. I'm using my platform. I'm telling the truth. I'm being bold. I conjure up the strength and the courage to live every day as if it's my last. That's how dramatically I live my life. Call it what you will. Say what you will. Oh, Jennifer Lewis is so dramatic. Yes, I am. Jennifer Lewis cursed too much. Yes, I do. Turn it off. (laughs) Because, see, what I know that they don't know is the energy behind the word, not the word. See, that same pastor that molested me, oh, would give us the word. But if you ain't got no feelings behind those words, then who are you and what are you? Because feelings are the universal language, my friend. Believe that. That's why you are loved in these streets. That's why these streets
0: don't play with you. That's why you everybody's mama. That's why you everybody play cousin. That's why you everybody aunt in real life and you continue to be consistent in it. And I'm listening to you and the wisdom that you give us these are these eternal rewards. These are the awards that that don't fade on a trophy stand. These are the things that we can live with throughout eternity. These nuggets that you give us. I want to know for you, how have you maneuvered through your career, having so much wisdom and so many accomplishments and... And I know we're not supposed to care about awards, but do you care about
1: tangible man given awards? Not at all. I used to when I was a kid. Oh my God, mm. I wanted an Oscar, Emmy, Grammy and Tony. I wanted to be an EGOT. Child unscrewed mm. around and got the biggest one, the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Wow. But wow. did I need that star on that sidewalk over there to tell me I was a star? Absolutely not.
2: Mm. And
1: I didn't have to stand there that day and look at that star and tell the world I had earned it. Everybody knew I had earned it. Mm. I didn't need to say that. I mm. needed to say what I thought was important. It is mm. the work off of your job that counts. Yes. yes. What are you doing for yourself? Do you know who you are? Mm. I love, what would I you love. do? What would you do if you knew you had five minutes left? I wrote about it this morning. Did you? Mm Mm-hmm. I'd call all my siblings. I would go and stand by a tree. I would roll myself in the grass. I would thank God for an amazing life. And I would say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to be able to say to myself, Anybody, anybody Servant Well. Anybody, anybody ready?
2: Oh.
0: So okay, there it is. So So listen, listen. <laughs> you are this incredible activist, What led you not only to be the greatest wordsmith that I've ever heard before in my life, but to become
1: as politically engaged as you are, at this stage in your life? Well, once again, Kirk, I have 30 summers left. Mm. Mm. Don't nobody get one. Mm. My soul belongs to the world. My heart Mm. belongs to me. Do you understand? Mm. My heart is mine. I keep Mm. that baby pumping. I keep my heart pumping by eating as well as I can, doing yoga, Pilates, I cycle, I garden, I sing. I don't have time to um, to play, to pretend. You know, I lived in a world of make-believe. That's what show business is, It's a world of make-believe. I needed to know who Jennifer Lewis was. Ruby Johnson's wonderful, but who is, who's bringing her? Yes. Do you have the stamina? Do you have the will? Do you have the courage? Do you have the grace? Yes. Are you leading with love? Let me tell you now. When I go to do a book signing in Detroit, I go over to Flint to see the dirty water. Mm -hmm. When I do a book signing in Fort Lauderdale, oh, I go down to Parkland. Mm -hmm. I'm in the trenches, Kirk. I travel all over the world. I go to learn, to educate myself, to feel new feelings, to see new things. My eyes are new when I come home. My soul has been flushed and cleaned. And filled back up with grace, it's a little bit like Beyonce. I kind of came to slay in this life. <laughs> and I will leave no stone unturned.
0: Do you have these nuggets in your book? Almost oh, like, like, like like let me see like walking in joy this this, this this book, this out now. These are so many nuggets.
1: are these included? They're there. I'm looking for something to read to you, and you will be the first. Person I've read something to wow. out of the book. Yes. Okay. So here is the end of a chapter. I'll just breeze through. When I say, oh, here it is. Ooh. On page 97. Ladies and gentlemen, I am grateful for the company of myself. A party of one taking on this great adventure called life. When I was younger, I dreamt of Freedom. I dreamt of the ability to sing any song I wanted to sing whenever I wanted to sing it, however loud. I am married to me. I am married to nature, married to the world. Whatever summers I have left to savor in are mine. So I'll say to you what I say to myself do not feel lonely the entire universe is inside you
2: Mm.
1: attributed Mm. to Rumi. I just said all Mm. that, just said, I I don't, uh, I don't mince words. Here's something else. It's called what page are you on? Ask the people down South about Katrina. Ask the people in Puerto Rico about Maria. Do some research on the Arctic and the Amazon. Then ask yourself, what page am I on? Ask the people in Europe about the heat last June. Ask the people in India about October's monsoon. The polar bears, the whales, the koalas? They're almost gone. You need to ask yourself. What page am I on? Yes, ma'am. Because, yes, honey, ma'am. we got some serious stuff going on around here. Miss Jenny. And here's what? another. Okay, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. Because, honey, I go off in this book. Do you hear me? <laughs> I lay it down. I wish I was I over it. at the piano. I'd sing you a song. Uh, I love it. If you, if you listen. Listen. I'm going to do it. There's one person in the world I'm going to sing for us, Kirk. Yes oh, Yeah let's take it up Cause you know I only know about three, four chords Ah, But I make them yes, work sir. baby There you go
0: Come on make them work
1: go. Make them work Women Women We've got to Save our children Men The children
2: are who we're fighting for!
1: To save our children, man, man, you gotta help us win. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Now, that was all messed up and I missed about I 18 verses of
0: no. it. No, 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 let me, let me play it for you now while we're recording.
1: Yes. Oh, sing it, sing it too. You know it. Oh, yeah.
0: You know what I'll do? What? Is I'll put some singers on it for you. Is I'll put some singers on it for you. Oh
1: my God. No, I got a song I want you to do. Hey Kurt, <laughs> I just got a big this. Okay, let's finish this. But not this one, I got one I want you to though. Let me hear you play it. Go not sing it Kurt.
0: What'd you say, Sam? Yeah. Uh, Women, women,
1: women, women.
0: Okay, I said women, women. We gotta save our children. Yes! And men, men Don't leave, this is not the end. Yes, the children are who we're fighting for. The children Fighting for. Nobody wants a war. Nobody wants a war.
1: This is not the end. Yes. Something said. What did you say? Nobody, I don't know. I'm just so I'm so excited to hear you say it. Hey, Kurt! Yes! 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 Oh my god, that made me so happy! <laughs>
2: That song
1: is on the Audible book.
0: Really? Oh, man. Man, you know, you are so transparent and vulnerable in your books, though. And even in this conversation, you know, there's something very revolutionary about discussing these subjects that have typically burdened people with shame and listening to you tell your story and the transparency, seeing all of this wealth of talent and skill sets that you have going from being a wordsmith and just cussing me out in the name of Jesus (laughs) to just moving and talking about this beautiful book that's out now, Walking in Joy. And would you consider this kind of honesty a revolutionary act for you? Like, do you feel like you are
1: in a revolutionary season in your life? You see, when you give of yourself, oh, it gets on who you gave to. Mm. Your legacy doesn't go anywhere. Somebody's gonna remember you when you pass this plane. And like Maya Angelou said, they won't remember what you did. They're gonna remember how they felt about what you did. My little nephew, four years old, came running over to me at the beginning of COVID because everybody was contemplating their death. And he, we didn't know anything about, you know, at the beginning, we all thought we were gonna die for God's sake. He comes running over to me. He said, auntie, auntie, you're not afraid to die. I looked at him, I said, no, baby, I'm not. He said, why? I said, I'm not afraid to die because I've lived. Mm. See, Mm. Kurt, I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) I'm not just dramatic when I speak. I'm dramatic when I think.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: And I know that not even me can stop me. Beautiful. I'm going to give you this last story. (sighs) I take these Tours with a company. It's a private jet. Seats 52 people. You go around the world on these trips. I've been to Mongolia, Egypt, Japan, Iguazu. Oh God, Uzbekistan. Mm. My God, I've been damn near everywhere, baby boy. Amazing. Amazing. So we're on the jet, and the captain says, "Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll look off to the right of the plane." I do believe mm, that Mount Everest is peeking her head over the cumulonimbus clouds. And there it was, Everest, the tallest mountain in the world. Wow. And I had my camera to the window of the plane And just, there was a yoga teacher on the plane and she was next to me looking out at the mountains. Ooh. And I kind of just said, I just kind of said it to myself, oh my God, I've wanted to climb up to the top of that mountain since I was a little girl. Wow. You know what she said? Look at you now, you're above it.
0: Oh, oh. oh. Ah. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, we're going to let that breathe. We're going to let this conclude with our gratitude for the joy that we've been able to walk through. Matter of fact, that's the name of the new book, Walking in Joy, in these streets. But not only in these streets, but in our lives, and our hearts in in the places that we're deficient in. This wonderful woman today has walked through every area of our lives, from mental health to to activism, to to her experiences as an entertainer, uh, even through her own trauma and pain as a young child, to now flying above those mountains and teaching us how to do so as well. We are very grateful today, very humbled and blessed to have the wordsmith, the scholar, the teacher, the mama, the auntie, the best friend. Ladies and gentlemen, please help us give thanks today on Good Words, the Jennifer
1: Lewis. (laughs) I love you.
0: I love you too. So thank y'all so much for listening to good words man i hope you are enjoying yourself i hope you're man enjoying the journey that you're taking with your boy and if you are please do me a favor leave a review on your favorite podcast app can you do that for me i'd appreciate it and don't you forget you can never go too far or you can't come back home Good Words with Kirk Franklin is a collaboration between For Your Soul Entertainment, Sony Music Entertainment, RCA Inspiration, and something else. Produced by Janicia Francis with senior producer Danielle Jones-Wesley. Associate producers are Danya Abdelhamid, Rachel Chodar, and Kyra Asabe Bansu. It's executive produced by Ron Hill, Reese Brooks, Sarita Wesley, Tom Koenig, Hybrid Agency, and myself, your boy, Kirk Franklin. This episode was mixed by Calvin Bailiff and special thanks to Charlie Yador and Steve Ackerman.